Does everyone have a copy of the handout? Okay. All right. If anybody else comes in beside you, share or tell them to come see me afterward. We'll get them something. Uh, there are no more. Are there any more handouts? I got one. No. Thank you. You're very kind. All right. You got an extra two. Okay. You just sit on the chair in front of you and then we'll know right there. There we go. All right. Anchored altars is what this is. Um, Brother... Brother Broussard, you may want to close that door because I'm using a microphone. I don't want to interrupt y'all. <laughs> oh, well, you're well. I mean, you can. I just don't want to bother y'all. Um, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Anchored altars. For those of you that maybe don't know, hopefully you do. This is about uh, praying with kids to help them to receive the Holy Ghost. That is what this this course is. Uh, that we're about to go through. Um, the uh, I will say this: this is probably the most asked for um, seminar that we get asked to 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 share with people wherever we go. Uh, it's very helpful. In I mean, it, this generation, we need to help them to get Jesus. And so, uh, hopefully, today we'll learn something that'll help us. By no means. Am I so foolish as to think that what the way that I do it is the only way to do it? Or the way that we do it, well, that's the way you've got to do it. And if you don't do it that way, then it's not going to... I'm not foolish enough to think that. I understand that there's God can use many different ways. And God, you know... But what I am going to share with you are things that we have found that do work. And some things, possibly some things that don't work that we probably should not do. Uh, to help us uh, to be better at helping kids to receive the Holy Ghost. Uh, we, uh, after Hurricane Laura, uh, our, our house, we lost our roof. Uh, well, not lost, but it was damaged. It was, it was messed up. And so uh, we got a bid to have someone come and replace the roof, and it was going to be like $12,500, just the labor, not material. And I was like, <sighs> and so I went to YouTube and watched some videos. And Brianna, our 13-year-old daughter, and, and me, we replaced our roof. <laughs> we we did, you know, and got the material and just did it ourselves. And uh, and so after after we were done, it took me. I didn't do it as quick as as normal roofing people do. You know, they knock them out in a couple of days or whatever. It took. Uh, I think I took. I took a, I, I took, I told my wife, I said, I'm going to take three days off of work and go ahead and do this. And it took me three weeks. <laughs> but, but, uh, and so it took a while building it or doing it and everything. And, and after we were done, uh, the, uh, male person that, that, would, that was on our route came by and I was out there working on something else at the time. And he comes over and he says, you know what? I saw you up there doing your roof. And I thought, man, that's, that guy's stupid. <laughs> and, uh, he said, but I must say it looks pretty good up there. 
And I was like, well, thank you. I, I appreciate that, you know. But then about a month later, the guy that gave me the bid for our to do our roof, he was doing the neighbor's roof. And he came over to me and he said, you know what? He said, when I saw you out there doing it yourself, I thought, yep, he's going to be hiring me because it's going to look, you know, it's not, he's not going to be able to figure that out. It's not going to. He said, but I must say that your roof looks better than the one that, that my guys do. Right. Well, that meant a lot more coming from him yeah. <laughs> who's actually done a roof <laughs> and so knew what he was looking at. For that reason, I'm going to share with you that Jesus has been so kind and good to us to allow us. Uh, recently, we were getting ready for, I forget, but they wanted, they said, look, we would really like to have, I, you know, we know that you've seen thousands of kids receive the Holy Ghost, but we would really like to have a more, you know, 1,000, 3,000. And so we went back and looked in our records and looked back at, you know, since we've been evangelizing and pastoring and stuff. And we are all, God has helped us. We have seen almost 20,000 kids filled with the Holy Ghost. So when, and, and that's, please understand, we don't give anybody the Holy Ghost. You can't give them the Holy Ghost. I can't give them the Holy Ghost. Only Jesus does that. But what I can share with you is what we've done to help kids to get to that point. Now, I will say this. This is about helping kids to pray through the Holy Ghost. But I've been doing it this way long enough that when I go pray for an adult through the Holy Ghost, I do the same thing just because that's what I'm used to doing. And you know what? It works. I pray adults through the Holy Ghost the same way. And so... Just just helping you to understand where this is coming from, what I'm going to share with you. This is what this is how this has come about. Okay, so uh, were some of you in uh, in the uh, walking on water seminar yes. earlier today? Raise your hand if I see that. Okay, okay, good. I won't repeat it then. Uh, I held up a banana, and someone said eat it, so I took a bite out of it. And then they said, oh, wait a minute, you're supposed to peel it first, right? Well, they said to eat it because they thought I was an intelligent enough adult to know that I have to peel it before I can eat it. Here's the thing. When we are dealing with children, we have to be very careful about what we say. We have to be very clear and precise. You've all heard, your story, heard the stories of, you know, one person on this side, hang on, another person on this side, let go, and all that kind of stuff. That happens in the real world. Let me tell you that because we've had the opportunity to see a whole bunch of stuff. But, but we, in dealing in praying with children, we have to be more careful about the words we say. We have to be very clear. I think that's one of your blanks. We have to be very clear. Kids take what you say literally. If you tell them, and I'll give you some examples as we go along, but kids take what you say very literally. Uh, I used to, uh, and, and I will say this, this seminar is not the same one I, I taught 10 years ago. I mean, I taught this seminar 10 years ago, but it's changed just from experiences and things that I've seen and what has happened. And I was praying with one young man, 
And he, you know, I get him ready, and you're ready to receive the Holy Ghost. Yeah, raise your hands, close your eyes, and I and, and I'll talk about this in a moment. But we explain everything and and, and what's going to happen. And so I told him, I said, you know what? You're going to raise your hands, you're going to close your eyes, you're going to start talking out loud, and 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 when you feel something, you know, that's Jesus wanting to talk. You let those funny sounds come out. I'm and don't be surprised because when I lay my hands on your head, you're going to get the Holy Ghost. And that's how I said it, you know. And that, you ready? He raised his hands, he closed his eyes before I could lay hands on him. He started talking in tongues, like, all right, yeah, it's awesome. And so then we get done, and you know, I let him get done praying, and we'll talk about this in a bit too. Maybe I should be telling this to the end. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I said, uh, and, and so I asked him, I said, while you were praying, you felt Jesus, didn't you? Yeah. While you were praying, you heard funny sounds come out of your mouth? Yeah. You got the Holy Ghost? No. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Well, then let's pray some more. And so you want to pray again? Yeah, I'll pray again. Put his hands up. starts talking in tongues. We're like, okay, good, good. And then we get, let him get done praying. Then you felt Jesus? Yep. You heard funny sounds coming out? Yeah. You got the Holy Ghost? No. And I'm like, okay, something's going on here. He heard himself talking in tongues. What are you saying no? And I said, well, why, why do you think you did? Because you never put your hand on my head. Because I had said, when I put my hand on your head, you're going to receive the Holy Ghost. So we have to be very careful about the words we say. They take you very literally. Okay? I've changed that now since then. <laughs> I, don't, I say, I might put my hand on your head. <laughs> we have to be very careful. So I use that to, to illustrate to you. You have to be very clear and very precise about the words that you use. Okay? So you're going to be very clear. <clears throat> The next thing is, I always talk to them first. This is B. I always talk to them first. Children are very impressionable. They misunderstand your intentions. So you need to make sure and talk to them first. Okay? You have to make sure that you prepare them. Now, if you walk up to a child and they're already praying... And, and they're already praying and, and, you know, they're at the altar. It's regular service and they're at the altar and they're already praying. And I walk up to them and I'm about to pray for them to receive the Holy Ghost. I stop them. Please don't, don't kill me. Don't shoot me. I know that that's not something we're supposed to do because, oh my goodness, you're going to kill the Spirit. Trust me. It doesn't kill the Spirit. But what it will do is if I give them clear instruction, I may avert them from becoming a chronic seeker because if they're just praying and they don't know how and they don't know what to expect and they don't know what's going on and they're they're just like well i need the holy ghost so i'm going to be up here and pray and they have not received instruction then we're not going to help them and so i will stop them and i can say every time it has never killed the spirit they were still able to pray. They were still able to connect. Every time that I stopped them, it's okay from my experience. So I will stop them and explain to them what's going to happen first, what's going to ha- how it's going to work, what they can expect, and everything. The next thing that you have to do is you have to be very aware of your tone of voice. You have to be careful. Understand that most kids, the only time that they hear shouting is in anger or because they're in mortal danger. Get away from there. Stop acting like that. And then they get in the altar. You need the Holy Ghost. Guess what? Their heart just... They just thought, oh, I'm about to get a whipping. Or punished. Or or 
the tractor's fixing to fall on me. They, they, their mind goes to that. And so you've got to be careful. Don't be screaming at kids. You can scream at adults and they still get the Holy Ghost. Sometimes I think adults get the Holy Ghost out of self-defense. But, <laughs> but, but you, can't, you can't pray with a kid that way. You can't be screaming at a kid and expect them to... Because that's too, that takes them to places that, of, of pain and hurt for them. And they're not, and so you don't want to do that to a child. Don't be screaming to give. But on the other side, be careful that you don't just like, okay, Johnny, you're praying good. Yep. Keep talking to Jesus. That's good. Yep. Well, man, this guy's praying with me doesn't even believe him and get the Holy Ghost. Do you hear how he's talking about this? So you've got to make sure. Don't be screaming. Don't. But at the same time, make it sound. When you're praying with them, let them hear that you have faith and believe that Jesus is going to fill them. Be very aware of your tone of voice. Now, you say, well, you stopped them. What are you going to say? Well, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to repent together. I always repent together with the child or children. And here's the reason why. I want to take a weapon out of the enemy's arsenal. Because after a child receives the Holy Ghost, after I pray for them and they receive the Holy Ghost, and then they go and then Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Sunday afternoon, they mess up. <laughs> they disobey mom or dad or they tell a lie. And the enemy's ready to pounce on them and say, Ah, you may have got the Holy Ghost, but you just sin. Surely you don't think Brother Kevin ever sins. He never, he, oh, pastor never sins. You just, but if they hear me repent with them, oh, he had to repent. I, I, yeah, I, there is hope for me. All I need to do is repent and I can get back with Jesus. So I always make sure and repent with them together. Now, when I repent with them, I make sure that I use words that are understandable. I'm not going to pray with a child and say, okay, let's repent together. Dear Jesus, help me abandon the incredible, horrible sins that I have engaged in. You're like, that kid doesn't know what you're talking about. When I repent with them, dear Jesus, I'm sorry. Forgive me for the bad things that I've done. Forgive me for not doing the good things I'm supposed to do. Sins of commission, sins of omission. you got to cover them. Jesus, if you'll help me, I'll try not to mess up anymore. Repentance is turning around. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. Now, I did it without even thinking to mention it, but I, now that I did, I don't know if you noticed, but when I started repenting, I was really repenting. As many times as I've repented with kids and repented... You need to be when you when I repent with a kid, I really repent. I'm not just saying words. I'm not. I need to really repent too. Here and, and let me say that when you're praying with kids and, and you're going to help them, you need to be clean for Jesus to be able to to work through you to help them. Make sure that you're clean yourself. If nothing else, repenting together with them helps you to get to that point where you where you get rid of that junk, so that Jesus can use you. So we repent together. Then, after I repent, after I repent together with them, I stop them again. <laughs> so if I didn't kill the spirit the first time, I really got it now. <laughs> Not really. 
I stop them again. And here, now there's a couple of reasons why I repent, stop them, and explain the rest of everything And after I've repented with them. Number one, I want them to stop repenting. If you cannot believe that Jesus has forgiven you, then you cannot believe that He's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. If you don't have the faith to accept that He has forgiven your sin, then you don't have the faith to receive the gift. And if I let them keep repenting, then they haven't, they haven't received it. They haven't received the forgiveness. I've stopped them. And so I stopped them from repenting and, and then explain. <coughs> Excuse me. And then go on and explain and keep going. Here's the thing. That, and now, let me go ahead and say that now. While I'm praying, after I get them praying again, if I hear them repenting, I'll stop them and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't you believe that Jesus forgave you of your sins? Do you believe that? Yes. Well, then you don't have to ask Him to, re- to forgive you anymore. Do you really believe it? Yes, He forgave me. Okay, let's don't repent anymore. Now, let's believe Jesus is going to fill us. Okay? So, what do we, so I stopped them and explained what happens next. And that, that's where I'm going to tell them. We're going to raise our hands as a sign of surrender. I don't know if you realize this, but your body can influence your mind. And the posture that you stand in or sit in or do, it's a a two-way street. Sometimes your posture is a reflection of what's in your mind. Often, the posture you position yourself will influence your mind. And so we have them to raise their hands in surrender to Jesus so that they are... that, that. Physical gesture of raising my hands gets my mind into the place of surrender. And so we have them raise their hands. <coughs> am I getting... Uh, I see right. Am, am I missing something on the notes? I'm sorry. Uh, okay. So we raise our hands. We have them close their eyes so that they can focus on Jesus. I have them close their eyes. The number one thing that stops someone from getting the Holy Ghost is distraction. When they're paying attention to something else or or something else that's happening, while I'm talking about this distraction, if someone else comes up to start praying with them, it can distract them. So you've got to be careful of that. If If you see someone coming up to pray with them, get ready to help that child to let them... Because they're going to be distracted by it. I'm not saying stop them. Wait, you can't come over here and pray. I got this. No, 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 don't do that. We don't need, we don't need to cause problems. Let them keep coming. Let them come. They're, they're coming because they want that kid to get the Holy Ghost too. Let them keep coming. Just be ready so that you can help the child to get back focused once they hear that different voice behind them and, and they start, okay, who is that? That's come? Oh, mom's coming to pray. Okay. And then they can get back to focusing on Jesus. I'm just helping you with what is going in a kid's mind. So, so we close their eyes. We have them close their eyes so they don't get distracted. And then talk out loud. You can't talk in tongues if you don't have words coming out of your mouth already. You've got to be talking out loud for Jesus to... And, and now, and we'll cover that in a little bit. So, so are you ready? Jesus is ready. Now, I will tell them, I think, I, I'm sorry. You know what? If I don't feel one of your blanks, just come see me afterward. We'll fill the blank. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to follow here and go back, but let me just tell tell it the way that I and then I'll tell them I may put my hand may, I say that now, I may put my hand very lightly on your head. Here's the thing. 
We don't need to be pushing on them. We don't need to be shaking them. We don't need to be doing none of that. Remember what I said at the beginning. You don't give them the Holy Ghost. I don't give them the Holy Ghost. I'm convinced that some of the theatrics that we go through is because, oh, if this person doesn't get the Holy Ghost, pastor's going to think I'm backslidden. And so we get desperate. Come on, you've got to get the Holy Ghost or he's going to send me to hell. Come on. And do all the crazy stuff that we, I mean, the nonsense. We ain't got to do all that. Just, we do, the Bible says lay on your hand. That's, that's just a point of contact. That's not to break their neck. Just touch them. That's all it takes. And so I'll tell them, I might put my hand very lightly on your head. Now, if I'm with a nervous child, and you can, after a little bit you'll be able to tell if they're nervous or that, I'll show them. I'm going to put my hand very lightly, just kind of like this, just so that I know, so that they're not worried about, because I've had some that, if they were a little bit shy, then they're like, oh, he's, is he going to put his hand on here? What's it going to be like? You know, so I go ahead and just get rid of that thought, get rid of that, that, that worry out of them, okay? And then I ask them, are you ready? Jesus is ready. You are about to receive the Holy Ghost. Let's go. I've got to have faith for them to receive the Holy Ghost for them as well as them. I've got to believe it and then Jesus will fill them. You say, well, aren't you worried that they don't get, what if they don't get the Holy Ghost? Well, that's, that happens sometimes. That, that does happen sometimes. But you know what? It's not, I said, if you're ready, you're about to get the Holy Ghost. So I wasn't lying because apparently they weren't quite ready. But I want them to be, I want them to believe, okay, this is it. This is going to happen. I'm fixing to receive the Holy Ghost. Okay? Now, what do you need to do? You need to make sure you keep your eyes open. You cannot help them praying for the Holy Ghost if you've got your eyes closed. <laughs> you've got to you've got to be watching what they're doing. You can't help them if you're you've got to so that you can coach them, so that you can guide them. That's where we need to be helping them. The number of times that I've seen someone, hey, will you come and help us pray in the altar? Yeah, I'll come and help you pray. I, I want to see, oh, I want to see these kids get the Holy Ghost. Absolutely. Great. And then by the time we get to the altar service, and I say, oh, my altar team's going to come up. And they come up, and then they come and pray with the child. Oh, dear Jesus. Oh, dear Jesus. You could have done that back there. <laughs> we need, we need... Please don't take this in the wrong way. But we need people that will pray with the child and will give them guidance and will give them help. I can't tell you the number of times that we've been in camps and kids get the Holy Ghost and then we go to the, a church in that district and they're like, well, uh, you're, gonna, you're, you're expecting kids to get the Holy Ghost? We send them to camp to do that. No! Jesus can give them the Holy Ghost every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Sunday school class, every service. But the reason we don't is that that doesn't happen is because... People that don't have the faith and don't believe that God's going to work everywhere, that God can give them the Holy Ghost anywhere. Or we don't have people that want to engage and come up there and give them guidance and help them. You, you start implementing it and create a culture in your church. Of, we, we don't got to send our, we'll send our kids to camp so they can go have fun. They've already all got the Holy Ghost. 
Amen. Thank the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the culture we want. So you need to keep your eyes open. I'm sorry. I'm getting sidetracked. Oh my goodness. Watch the child that you're praying with. Now, is on the is there some? I don't. I don't remember what's on here. Examples. Okay. Good. Good. I didn't know if there was blanks for you to fill in stuff, or if you were going to be writing on the edges or whatever. So, some examples. So when you so. so after we get them up there, we, we've got their hands raised, we've got their eyes closed, and they start talking out loud. All right, my job's done. No, no, not yet. You've got to keep praying with them, okay? And you've got to be encouraging them. That's it. You're doing good, Johnny. I love you, Jesus. Give them ideas of something to say. Because sometimes they need some help on what they're praying and what they're talking to Jesus about. It, not that it matters some, to some kids. I was praying with one young man, and he was just like, God, thank you for my dog, and thank you for my cat, and thank you to Grandma. And I mean, he was sincerely praying. I found out afterwards he was a, he, he had a condition, you know, a, a special condition. And he's just praying like that, and all of a sudden he started talking in tongues, and I'm like, wait a minute, he's talking about his dog and his cat, and he starts talking in tongues? So then I'm like, you know, do I? No. <laughs> then I'm like, <laughs> checking it out, do, you know. Uh, what I mean by that is I, when we go overseas and I'm praying with people that don't speak English and I don't speak their language, how in the world am I supposed to know if they got told the Holy Ghost? How do I know when they're talking in tongues? I learned from Brother George Guy that because on one of the trips I went with him, he taught me you can feel whether they're full of the Holy Ghost or not. You can, when you're praying with someone, you can feel if they've got the Holy Ghost. There's a confirmation as long as you're full of the Holy Ghost. Now, if you ain't got the Holy Ghost, <laughs> 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 but, and so and so this kid, he's like my dog, my cat, and then he's like starts talking in tongues. And I'm like, well, let me check this one out. <laughs> feel sure enough, he was full of the Holy Ghost. Praying like that. But not everyone, not every kid is going to come up with ideas. So you got to make sure and help them. Give them suggestions. I love you, Jesus. Not that you're saying, say, I love you. Just, just pray with them. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And as you're praying within, in their hearing, they will, it will, they'll either repeat or they'll hear or they'll think of something else that they can pray, but give them words. If they're not praying out loud, if they're, if they wait, is that the first one? Yep. If they're not praying out loud, encourage them. You know what? I know Jesus can hear your thoughts, but He wants to hear your voice. He gave you your voice. He wants to hear that. Remember, they have to be talking out loud for Jesus to fill them with the hope, for them to speak in tongues. They have to already be talking out loud. So encourage them. Jesus wants to hear your voice. Talk out loud. If they start peeking around, if they start, you know, after you've got their eyes closed, and then they start peeking around, that's okay. Let them kind of. I, I, recently, I was praying with one, and and I mean, he was close. I mean, he was close, and then all of a sudden, there were some other people that walked up, and he heard it, and and so he starts doing this like this. And I said, okay, let's stop. Open your eyes, turn around, see everybody that's around you. Okay, let's pray. Close your eyes, put his hands back up, and then he got the Holy Ghost. But we had to get rid of that distraction. So if they're peeking around or something, if it's because something has changed, there's new people there or whatever, go ahead and let them check it out so that they feel safe and secure and they're not worrying about trying, their mind's not worrying about uh, who's around me. 
Because even if they're, even if you tell, if you keep them praying and saying, no, 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 come on, I love you, Jesus. Even if their words are coming out of their mouths, if they're not thinking about it, they're not really praying. They're just talking. And they've got to really be talking to Jesus. They've really got to be praying for Jesus to do it. So and so, let them find out who's around them. But if they're if they're peeking, hey baby, I need you to focus on Jesus. And if they won't focus, let them look around and they say, okay, now let's focus on Jesus. Really pay attention to Jesus. Pretend it's just you and Him. Close your eyes. Raise your hands. Here we go. And get them back to it. <coughs> If they're still repenting, I stopped. I talked about that. If they're repenting, stop them. Make sure that they know. If Jesus, do you believe that Jesus forgave you? When you hear them repenting after that, no, stop them. Make sure, remind them. You believe Jesus forgave you. Jesus wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. He already forgave you. Don't you don't have to keep repenting. If they're repeating the same thing over and over. Jesus, 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 Jesus. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Just because they get tongue-tied doesn't mean it's the Holy Ghost. Okay? Just because they say Jesus, Jesus, Jesus and say it so fast till they're, 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 they're not, you know, it doesn't sound like Jesus anymore, that's not the Holy Ghost. I'm sorry. Someone told me one time, they said, you know what? You ought to carry a sword that says, sacred cow killer. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I feel and what I've seen and what, I've, what, I've, what we've experienced. And so if they're repeating the same thing over and over, I'll stop them and I'll say, hey, 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 listen. You know my daughter? She, she was up there helping with this. This is something I say. You can't, may not be able to say that. but My daughter, you saw her up there helping with the songs and that. You know what? If she comes to me and says, I love you, Dad. I'm like, oh, I love you too. And give her a hug. It's so awesome. But if she comes up to me and says, I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad. I say, I quit being silly. Go play. We don't need to get serious with Jesus. Don't be silly. Really think about it. Really talk to Jesus. Okay? Help them. Help them. Because then when they're really thinking about it, when they're really talking to Jesus, then... Jesus can feel them. Okay? If they speak in tongues and then stop. I've had that happen many times too. One time we were praying, and, and the, the, this was just a couple weeks ago. He's a, he's a little boy that we've prayed with several times, and he's, he's, a, you know, he's a heritage Pentecostal. His great-grandparents were pastors and grandparents and, you know, and all the way down the line. And he's seven years, six or seven years old, and he's praying for the Holy Ghost. And, and uh, I was like, tonight's your night, buddy. And I knew it was like, tonight. And he was like, eh. I'm thinking, okay, okay. He gets up there, and I mean, God moved, and he starts praying, and he started talking in tongues, and as soon as it stopped, his eyes popped open, and he just stopped right there. And I was like, no, 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 you got to let it keep going. I'm done. Well, no, 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 you got to let it keep going. I'm done. <laughs> it's like, I was like, well, but come on, buddy. I mean, you know, you, you, you want the, you want the Holy Ghost. And, and so then I was like, but he, I mean, he was done. He did. That was it. He was, he wasn't going to. And so I was like, okay, you know, I mean, Jesus is a gentleman. 
He's more of a gentleman than me sometimes. I'm like, oh, you're going to do <laughs> Jesus doesn't force us. And he's just like, okay, you know. And so I let him go back and sit down. And I got talking with Dad after. And he said, you know what? He's been telling me I'm afraid of getting the Holy Ghost because what everybody's going to expect out of me. Because of that heritage of Pentecost. And he recognized and knew if I get the Holy Ghost, there's some things I'm gonna have. There's some things that are gonna be expected of me. So if sometimes if they stop, you know, I mean, it's just because something like that. They were just, I'm not ready. <laughs> but if they if they're praying, if they're sincerely praying and they want the Holy Ghost, and then the tongues start, and but they stop them. Some other things that I've seen is one child told me, well, I don't want to say a cuss word. Another person said, well, I'm going to say it wrong. And when I talked to them a little bit more, it was because they had heard pastor talk in tongues and mom and dad talk in tongues. And he's like, well, I don't know if I can talk like them and sound like them. Okay. And so you've got to, you've got to, if they stop talking in tongues, you've got to kind of find, figure out how can I help them? So I'll tell them just, just as a generic thing, I'll kind of tell them, I'll say, look, it's Okay. Jesus is doing this, so you don't have to worry. You're not going to do something wrong. Jesus won't let you say a cuss word. Everything You're not going to do this wrong. This is Jesus doing that. And that kind of covers a lot of what I've seen. It didn't cover everything, obviously, because that one guy, he's just like, I'm done. Now, I've had them, if again, that's if they stop again. I've had that happen too. The second time they stopped, I realized that it was because it didn't sound like mom or dad or pastor or whoever it was that they saw. And so I'll tell them, listen, remember, when you talk in tongues, you're not probably not going to sound like anybody else. Jesus is going to give you your own tongue. It's going to sound different than ever. If it doesn't sound like mom or dad, that's okay. It's still Jesus. Okay. These are things that we help them with. These are things that we can that we can help them to get to the point where they will be comfortable and they will receive it and it will and it will happen for them. Now there's some things we shouldn't do too. I'll save this for last just in case I you know run out of time and you know so, but please I ask that you would please guard children when they're praying for the Holy Ghost. Guard them. Understand, there are people that don't that don't know how to pray, but they're anxious and they want that child to receive the Holy Ghost. It's the best of intentions. They want that child to get the Holy Ghost. But we need to guard those kids sometimes from these crazy things that they might do. And, and some things happen, I think, just because, well, it worked one time, and so, well, that's the way we do it. You know, and, and Jesus does it multiple different ways and all kinds of different things happen. And why, why do we try to keep them into one thing? I don't know. But uh, we, there, there, there are so many different concepts and ideas. That, but we need to do what we can to guard the child. Now, what we do at our church is when a child's praying, our team, we're all around them praying. Because we all know how to do it. And we're going to handle them right. We're going to protect that child. And so we've got them standing behind and someone's in front and leading. And, and we're going to make sure that they're going to be safe. That they're going to be protected. That there's not going to be someone come up and grab them and touch them. And, because you, should, you, you shouldn't be touching them. Did I, I didn't say that, did I? You should, the only place you should be touching them is on the forehead or maybe on the hand. 
I will. I do touch them on the hand sometimes. If I've got two here praying for the Holy Ghost and and I'm praying with him right now, but I don't want this one to quit and leave, so I'll hold them by the hand while I pray for this one. And then, but you shouldn't touch them anywhere else. We don't know where that child has been touched right. in anger right. or in other situations right. that are ungodly. And here's the thing. If you go and touch them in the same place, their mind just went back to that last time that they suffered that in, that injustice. They're, and, and now they've got a whole mountain of stuff to try to get back through to get to the point where they can receive the Holy Ghost. Don't go. They don't need a massage. Don't go rubbing on them. They don't need that. The only, again, that's, that, this should be the only place we touch them. On the forehead, on the hand. We don't. You don't need to shake them. You don't need to. Yeah, don't uh, the grass wave. I, I it was it was some years ago, and I was up in the. But we have media. Our media was way up near the ceiling in the back of the church, and and I was up there, and I'm, I'm one service I was watching. It was a you know God was moving in the youth group, and there was I don't know seventy or eighty of them up there, all you know, and they're laying hands on each other and all of this, the whole knot of, and the whole knot, seventy or eighty of them doing like this. The whole bunch. And I was like, oh my word, look at that. I don't know why we do. I mean, it's something that, I don't know. You've seen it too. It just it just happens. But when you're praying with a child, now if you go up to a child and they're praying like that, that's okay. Let them, you know. But don't you start it. I've seen where they take a child and they have their hands and they start doing this. You're gonna you, don't introduce anything into their prayer time, into their seeking that you initiate. You give them guidance on how to pray, but as far as motions or action or anything, because what happens is, is their mind is like, well, I haven't got the Holy Ghost yet. Maybe I need to go faster. Maybe I need to go further over to the side. Their mind is going through trying to solve it in all these other different ways. So don't introduce anything to them. If they're doing it, okay. But don't introduce stuff to them. Okay? Guard that child. There, there was one place we were we were at between the Gulf of Mexico and the Great Lakes. <laughs> and one church. And there was a, a young man, nine, nine years old, I think, standing over here. He was praying. And um it was it was in it was you know the, during the altar and one of the musicians is up here and he had come up and he was playing the guitar for the altar he was ten okay and he's over here playing now she didn't know what I was talking about yet and so he was over here playing the guitar and and but he's watching this little young man ten years old right over here and I and I had my eye and I was you know I knew he was getting close and he was ready and uh, and he's sitting over and then after a little bit he takes his guitar and sets it down. And he's a boy. He's just staring at that little boy. And and God was good. I I had reached a point where everybody was at. You know, I didn't. I wasn't praying with anyone in particular. I was, you know, praying and then get up and, and, and I was in one of those stages where I was up, kind of surveying the altar and seeing, okay, where where's need and everything. And he's over here. And I mean, and he's just looking at that guy. And I sat, sat out of the corner of my eye, and all of a sudden he goes, and his hands start shaking like this and I'm thinking oh my goodness what? and he, oh, he's just staring at him and it, like he's building up a charge or something I don't know and he's just and then all of a sudden boy he just starts going towards that kid and I was like oh my and so I just I turned around I, I, as he come by me I turned around and I just grabbed him and I said oh isn't God so good he's just moving so awesome I was afraid he was going to break the poor kid's neck if I let him go 
We have to guard our kids. We have to guard them, protect them. And that young man, he got the Holy Ghost. He may not have if I, if God wouldn't have me in the right spot. So these are things that we have to be careful. We have to make sure that we understand. We don't give them the Holy Ghost. I also, I recommend this. We don't tell them they got the Holy Ghost. Adults tell kids all kinds of things. Well, there's this... I don't know who we have in here. Uh, uh, there's this character at certain holidays. You know what I'm talking about. And then the adults, and then when they get to be an adult, they find out, oh, that's not true. Well, an adult told me I got the Holy Ghost. Maybe that's not true either. So when I get done praying, after I've heard them talk in tongues, after I've heard them, then I'll, then I'll look at them and I'll say, hey, baby, while you were praying... Oh. I'm time up. <laughs> Thank you. While I, while you were praying, you felt Jesus touching you, didn't you? I asked that first question mainly just so that I can make sure that they're hearing me, that you know that they're that we that we're making it, we're in conversation here. And I'll ask them while you were praying, you felt Jesus touching you, didn't you? And they're like, yeah. While you were praying, did you hear funny sounds come out of your mouth? Yes, I did. I heard it too. But I wanted to make sure you heard it. That's the Holy Ghost. They told me they heard themselves talk in tongues. Okay? Now, if they tell me, no, I didn't hear it. If they want to pray some more, I'll pray some more with them. But before we do, I'm going to pray Jesus touch their ears and help them to hear. And then let them pray and get the Holy Ghost. Again, speak in tongues again. And then I'll go through it again. While you were praying, you felt Jesus. Didn't you? While you were praying, you heard funny sounds. And most of the time they'll be like, yeah, I heard it. That's the Holy Ghost. Now I've had them, no, I didn't hear it. And uh, third time, I'm just like, okay. Listen to me, you kid. <laughs> no, 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 no. Again, I don't give them the Holy Ghost. And it's not important whether I think they got the Holy Ghost or not. What's important is that they know that they got the Holy Ghost. They're the ones that have to live with or without the Holy Ghost. And so it's important whether they know or not. Okay? Please don't ever, please don't ever, well, I heard you talk in tongues. You got the Holy Ghost. Oh, my goodness. It's not important whether you think they did or not. It's important that they know. So make sure, and don't tell them, but let them tell you. And if they don't agree with what you think, well, then let that be them. Right. Okay? And and don't worry, because if they talked in tongues, but they don't realize it, or they don't accept it yet, they will. They'll grow in you. Jesus loves them more than you do. Amen. Trust me, He's going to make sure that they have the opportunity to, to realize it and accept it all the way. Yes. Okay? You just, we just do what we do. And help them as much as we can. I hope that something I have said today helped you and has helped you to be ready and prepared so that Jesus can use you. Jesus can use you. Jesus can use you. You just need to have the faith. You just... You just have the faith that Jesus can use you, that He can work through you, that He can minister through you. He wants to use you. He wants to work through you. You just have to let Him be open, be clean, 
and let Jesus work through you. If, do, do we have any time? Okay. So I have a couple of minutes. If we had any questions, anybody that had a question that Brother Alvarez can answer, because I probably can't. But <laughs> any any questions? I, well, that's good. That means I was either very clear or just done. <laughs> very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having a burden and desire to see children filled with the Holy Ghost. Because that's what this that's ultimately what this course was this seminar was about. So thank you for having that hunger and that desire. And trust me, they that thirst shall be filled. You thirst after him. He's going to see to it that you have the opportunity to be used by him and let it happen through you. Let's go pray some kids through the Holy Ghost tomorrow, what you say? Amen.